Okay. Normal conversation. We'll call this episode one. Okay. I don't think we'll do an intro. We haven't established it enough yet to do an intro. Can, that's a bit too... It's too much. It's, and too, it's a bit too, too formal. Soon. Yeah. Too soon. We're just saying stuff now. Just so words. we'll just call it... Epi one. Ep. Ep. The first. That's what's happening. That is what's happening. So what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I've been playing, which you won't be surprised about because I was just speaking about it. Um, really? This is the first time this conversation is happening, so... Okay, well, I uh, have been playing Slay the Spire, uh, Dying Light, and Ultimate. Smash Brothers Ultimate. I feel like Ultimate now, for me, is just like a part of my regular diet of gaming. That's like my in-between. So I'm playing... Uh, whatever I'll be playing at the time and then I'll be like oh I haven't played Smash in a while I'll play that for half an hour to an hour some days I really hammer it and go for it for like a good four or five hours Mm. it's just a bit of a time sink it just kind of disappears I need to gear up to play it I really need to get in the mood I can't I can't just jump on no it's not a casual game for me it is the most frustrating thing I can experience like the the half an hour we have at lunchtime they're fine because we're all just playing around and it's just silly but if I want to go on uh, on on uh, elite, if I want to jump yeah. on elite smash, I need to be sweaty. I need to be so sweaty. It's it's a weird one because you know I think I'm pretty good, and I don't know. It's it's weird saying that like yeah I'm good at that thing, but yeah every now and then I do come up obviously against people that are better than me just because mm. I'm. I think I'm a very good casual player, but I don't dedicate, I don't put, put myself in the lab, as they say. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a divide, isn't there, between someone who is good at an average level, and then someone who really dedicates time to learning one character and that one character's matchups, and it's like, it's like an extra level of investment that isn't normal for, for most people. I think that's what you get with anyone who, like, like say, dedicates time to a specific game that you know, if you play Dota or League of Legends or whatever, that's like your game. Mm. You don't really play anything else and you kind of learn that game inside out. Yeah. And I would, I'm happy to take those losses against those people to play a much wider spectrum of games. You know what I mean? So if I, if I lose against the, the top, top players. Do you mean like high skill to low skill? If I'm coming up against someone like Nairo, online yeah. just by chance I'm completely fine to lose yeah. to someone who's put the time in yeah like, I think you, learn, you learn from it right you learn from the the experience of losing to someone who's labbed out what they're doing yeah I mean I played against the guy last night and he pretty much stomped me and I was like yeah I think I played him once in a one on one and then I left and I was like I'm not going to waste your time or mine <laughs> there's just no point there's a, there's a point where you know you're just outclassed and you're not going to you're not going to get anything from it I could play him a hundred times and I'm not going to win so yeah. that's fine that's why I don't play you anymore, because I actually played you a hundred times, and I won four times, so... It must be really, like, I've, I've did it against, I've did it, I've done it against uh, a guy before, I've played him a good 10, 15 times, and I think I lost every time, and it is annoying, because it just feels like, what can you, yeah, like, what can from, you do? From my perspective, I'm playing as hard as I possibly can be, and I'm still losing, like, I can't, yeah. I can't conceive of what I need to do to beat you, it's like, there's, I need to invest in a different place that doesn't exist in this time. I can't do that, so you just you have to disengage from it. But yeah, I definitely don't play. I don't play ultimate as a as a casual game like you. I don't. I don't just jump on for a little while because it would kill me. I can understand that. It is a weird game that has such a broad spectrum that like you can have someone who plays it for an hour mm. a month versus you know you can you get you get pro players that play online. Yeah, yeah, I get like zero and. People, people rag on their matchmaking, but it's good enough to keep those players apart. You know, not just the yeah. normal smash, but the GSP works as like a an ELO system. Yeah, I'm not okay. Say if I'm I don't know four point something on one of my characters. Generally, I'm coming up against people that are give or take point two either side of that. Yeah. So just four or maybe a four point four or something like that. That's that's generally what they keep the bracket in between, I find. Yeah. I, I've had... I'm, I'm at like a... I don't know. 
a lot of my characters are like what two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand or something like that, not like or like just a million, say. Mm. And sometimes they'll fucking dump you right in with someone at three point five mil, and it's like, well, why, why? Every now and then, I do get. Why? <laughs> I do get a crazy one where yeah, it's like, I'll play somebody that won't be that good, and I'll be like two point two, and I'm like, that's not fair for those just guys. Don't, don't, don't do it. If you, I, I would rather wait two minutes longer and get a match that it will be competitive. Then I'll go just get lumped into a match where I'm just gonna get stomped, and they and you know their, their GSP gains hurt from that as well because they don't get the same GSP from winning against someone who's so so much further below them. Yeah, the, that I don't quite get. I don't really get how they're calculating it. Me either. No, because it's supposed know. to be that that character's place in the world, right? Like, yeah, how many people play that character versus yeah. what? Yeah, how many people play that character versus how you rank among that? Yeah. But it's a weird... I don't get the maths. Because obviously you can play someone a lot lower than you. And then if you lose that game for whatever reason, mm. you can lose a huge chunk. But making the crawl to 5 mil, which is pretty much what Elite is now. Um, I think I did it with DK. Mm. And it... I was like, okay, this is the next game, be fine. And then I was like, oh, it was tenth and I won. There was another game and another game because you just you just earned so little. Yeah, yeah. But Nintendo and online infrastructure. That's a discussion. It's not, it's not a strong point. Though. It's a discussion for another day. Uh, yeah. Hardware, you're fine, but yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's not happening with them. It's not happening. So what have you been playing? Because you asked me that. And I answered. And then we spoke about Smash for five minutes. We so. did. That's how it goes. Smash is that good a game. Yeah. Um, we could we could just make. We well, could do a whole. You could do a whole thing on Smash. You could. I could talk about that for a while. But I have been playing. So as you know, but that anyone hearing this will not know. I play my games for achievements, which is quite a niche that, a yeah. niche thing within. You're hundred percent Yeah, within the community. I don't think even when like 360 came out, mm. it was like an, a different concept. And it's a weird one because it's like self-validation. And within the community of people that do go for achievements, it's quite a a respected thing, I guess. Yeah. Or like a oh fair play, you've done you've done a lot of difficult you've things. Got, yeah, yeah, you can show off some achievements that are like yeah. point one of the population have or something. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's never got me a woman. Yeah. Well, showing the wrong women, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, go to the wrong bars. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I play generally not the most happening games. Um, but I still played Skyrim. Oh, yeah? Tried. Yeah. Uh, been explaining myself about it. I was power leveling, displaying yes. how broken it was. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good system at heart, but it's just too easily exploited. You know, you. As a, as a gamer, you just optimise the fun out of something if you can. If it'll put you up to the top level or get you playing in the way that you want to play, you'll ruin it for yourself. And they shouldn't leave you with that option. Yeah, it's the, it's the quickest possible point to get to where you want to be to actually then do what you want to do. Yeah. So if you want to go and raise your armour rating, you can go to a Dwemer Ruin. Mm. Stand on a pressure plate that fires you, and just stand there. Yeah, and, that, and then just he- and if you need to use the healing. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I was trying to. I haven't played it for a long time, but I remember when I was trying to buff my block. I would pick a fight with a mud crab and just stand there and block, and then heal my other hand and block and heal. And that isn't fun gameplay. That's not like I'm sure that's not the designer's intended experience of the game is to spam out these uh, really long. Boring loops, so you can level up as as efficiently as possible, I guess. But it's, it becomes the best thing to do. Yeah, if you know that you're going to go into a situation where, okay, like, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to have combat situations, and you can't really talk your way through Skyrim. It's like you have to fight. Yeah, I'm, you, can, you can't talk down a a dragon. Isn't there a, a system for sheathing your weapon with certain enemies? Um, if you sheath your weapon, then they might do the same. Or? Yeah, and there's like calming spells and stuff you can use, I guess, yeah. to get around things. But like, that's if you need to defeat that person. Yeah, you'd have to build for it if you wanted to try and have as few fights as possible. I feel like, yeah, the magic, I guess, replaces 
the role of speech in a way, or like I guess not necessarily completely replaces it, but we're taking away this system and then this system's in place, so there's no magic esque, or the closest thing to magic in Fallout is what drugs and speech, I guess. Dr- yeah. Drugs have a similar drugs and the syringer rifle. If we're talking about fall, yeah, that's kind of has some. It, it well, it emulates the, some of the spell effects from yeah, yeah. Literally, like frenzy and paralysis, and yeah, it's, and it's obviously temporary effects rather than mm. uh, like I guess continual or whatever you want to call that. Yeah, but yeah, that's why I prefer for like personally for that XP system. Just easier to give reward, isn't it? So I mentioned this before to one another. Giving reward with a what am I trying to say here? When you have a value you can apply to someone, it's much easier to make something feel worth it. Like, this quest was worth 250, whereas this one's worth 1,500. You, you yeah. feel the doing increase a, in worth. Doing something difficult, so like beating a, I don't know, a quest where you had to kill a behemoth, that's worth, like, say, a thousand, whereas the Radiant quests, there's, like, small but, uh, small but frequent, like, rewards. Yeah. You have to go to a place, kill a few raiders, and then, like, 200 XP. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think they, as much as Fallout 4 has its flaws. Mm. Again, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yes, no sarcasm. Yeah. Um, it, I think it is a better game with regards to skill trees. And not that skill trees are going to be an easy thing to get right. No, it's, that's a whole design mess. Trying to get a skill tree working is... I mean, you can break, you can break four in its skill, like with the, the blitz and, oh, um, yeah. and strength and stuff. Is that... Breaking or is that optimization though? Is that that's I'd say yeah actually that's probably more close to optimization because like you're pairing. You're pairing those perks together, and it's not it's not like you're guaranteed to kill stuff. Where it's not it's like my. My build with the whole sneak. Yeah. And if I can do a power attack that does ten times damage, I've got, double damage on. Uh, on like those weapons. Yeah, you you're doing so much damage it doesn't even. I think yeah, I think done anything is I remember I sent you a video where I was like I attacked. My sneak was so high I could just walk up to people crouched mm-hmm. and they stayed in power armor, they don't see me, and I could do a sneak attack, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you, I mean that's that could be that could be intended, design intended, you know, the they want you to have that kind of super superman feeling towards the end of the game if you put that much effort in. If you level like fifty, sixty, maybe you deserve to be that powerful. I was end game, yeah, at that yeah. point. And I just I put off doing the DLC, so like I was way over leveled than what I should have been. Even though it scales, mm. the the number of stats I have were way above what they were going to throw at me. Yeah, so that's more on me than it is on them. So, mm. but, um, and I've also been playing Resident Evil Revelations. It's a choice. That's a choice. It isn't a great Re- uh, Revelations game. It isn't a great Resident Evil game. It's mm. an. I can see what they were going for. It was hearkening back at a time when a time before Resident Evil knew it could do that, right? Yeah, it was trying to it's trying to go for the more classic, I'd mm. say, Resident Evil feel. It was a time of five and six, right? That was when that kinda came out and it was I think it was just it was even just before, just after five. Okay. I think I wanna say after. Like yeah, because you have muscle Chris. It's got muscle Chris, so it must be after five. Yeah. Twenty twelve, I think. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'm getting a bit too much credit. But yeah, I think twenty ten between ten and twenty twenty ten and twenty twelve, mm. I believe. Um, and it it's got an okay campaign. It's a bit mental. Mm. The whole thing is like because you're on the boat. Yeah. And yeah, it's like a big sea sea creature vibe. Mm. But there's some things that are just I don't know. They just don't. So there's this weird, like, snail thing. Yep. I'm intimidated already. It's, like, huge, and it's got this big, big old hand. Yeah, oof. And huge it, hand. Oh, there's just certain things. You know when you can't... So it does this thing where it, like, slams its fist on the floor. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a way that you could ever... So it only does that when you're a certain range. Yeah. And you can basically never not get hit by that. It doesn't just knock you over; yeah. it also does damage to you. That's, that sounds fun. And then they have a thing where you can you you're down the floor and you have to mash A to get up. Okay. 
Why? And you can move around. You can also take damage. Oh, on the God, floor. is it that Resi 6, like, roll on the ground stuff? Where you yeah. Like, oh, you can't roll, but you can, like, kind of scoot back. You can kind of do, like, the dog. <laughs> okay. Is there yeah. any advantage to being on the floor? Could you take... It's just, it's just an annoying state. You can't shoot when you're on the floor. You can't do anything. You're just... Basically, just weak. Is it because it's a co-op game? Is it supposed to encourage it's co-op a, it's play a, someone gets knocked down and... I don't, I don't think you can do co-op in campaign. No? They have the raid mode. Isn't it? I, I thought it had a had a Resi 5 vibe, but you've always got like another you are person. You are always with the person, but I don't know if you can be co-op, which <laughs> makes complete <laughs> sense. I might be completely wrong. Mm. But you can't... You, you can't split screen. Okay. Um... But it was made. It was made for 3DS, wasn't it? That was its, its release platform. Yeah, the and 3DS ported afterwards. The 3DS mode has more stuff on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's there's just some odd design choices. So the whole there's a dodge mechanic in the game, mm. and it says so. Quick turn on that game, like mm. is on most is is down and A, yeah, or down and X, whatever yeah. your your control scheme is, and dodge. Mm-hmm is apparently when an enemy is about to attack you so like when they're in the I don't know if they're going to swing their fist at you yeah on the pullback if you time it right up and A wait that, what? that does that, that, all you do is walk towards them yeah and sometimes when you're just trying to walk away from people and trying to get out of the way just by running away normally yeah you'll do the dodge animation so there is no you cannot rely on that mechanic to get out and like enemies are like they're kind of slow some of them are yeah but it's you can't rely on that to get you out of trouble. That sounds like it sucks. It's just not. I don't know why they didn't make it uh, even like a, a like a quick time prompt to like press A now. Yeah, I mean, you might have ended up in a bit of a bit of a Turok Turok for the Xbox situation if you remember that game. Original Xbox or three sixty? Three sixty. I think it was just called Turok as well. Was that, I did play that game. That was weird. It had this mechanic where you could counter-attack dinosaurs that were attacking you. Oh, was that you just, you, you just pressed right trigger? Yeah, so if anything came up to you, you just press right trigger, and uh, yeah, it was just, about to attack you. You could just spam it, and it would jump at you. You'd, you'd do like a thing where you'd grab it around the neck and just stab it in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it kind of... It, it mutes the combat. And, oh, God, there was another bad game. What the hell was it? Some, some military shooter, and they essentially gave you a, a, stel- a stealth attack but within a radius of any enemy. So the whole game was just getting as close to people as possible and breaking their necks. You're just like sprinting up to them over and over again, just killing everyone. Black Sight? It may well have been. <laughs> I don't know where I've seen it or why I've seen it, but it was, it's, this, it's got this really generic, grizzled protagonist. I think, yeah, Black Sight, like, Black Sight Area 51. Like, I think it might be. Sounds about right. So, some, it was like an old 360 game. Yeah. Around about the time it launched, yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you have, I, I personally think, Dodge Mechanics, Survival Horror, Alan Wake. Alan Wake oh, yeah, absolutely with the right. Yeah, they did that. But Completely it was, right. It was the run button. So you, you've got those few frames at the start of your run that are a dodge. And then if you yeah. mess that up, you're still running, so you're still getting away from... And I guess that is almost an emulation of it in the up and A. You know, up and A is jog, I guess it would be, in a, in a resi game. If you can't... Like, A isn't sprint. You have one constant movement speed. You can't sprint. There's no no a a just pressing a yeah. does nothing. That's like interact, like open stuff or pick up weapons. And... Okay, ignore me. So, <laughs> that, I think it was in five. It is, so why it they is. took that out, I don't know. Is it in four as well? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah, and it probably is in the two remake. Yeah, which I know obviously came oh, a lot two after. Remake. But... Oh, that's a good game. That is a great game. It looks like a good game. I've seen people play it, and it's like, oh, it looks like. Combining everything that was good about Resi 4 with everything that was good about Resi 2. That is literally what it is. It is so good. Like, I'm glad they moved away from the... Well, I say moved away, moved back to having zombies and not having uh, those goop it's, monsters. I, mean, I, I got sick of seeing just like slug monsters or just like grey amorphous enemies. Like Seven... I think Revelations have it as well, right? They've got that like... Everyone's just like a grey experiment thing. They don't really have any kind of form or... They're literally called oozes. And it's like they're... I'm not scared of ooze. Like, that's not... A lot of people, like, they look like humans. Mm. They're just, like, faceless, pale, 
beings. You get ones that are plain, like vanilla ones that mm. have no abilities. You have ones that have like razor claw hands. Mm. Ones that like shoot projectiles at you. They're obviously weaker if you get right up to them. And then there's a few kind of unique creatures. There's some weird names as well. There's one that has like basically like a sword and a shield. Mm. And it, if you, it's like aware. So if you aim at its head, it raises its shield and it does like that, kind of goes up and down depending okay. on where you're aiming. That sounds really annoying. Yeah. And if you, uh, say if you do like a certain amount of damage to its legs, its legs blow off. So that it just becomes like it's crawling along. Okay. And if you blow off its head, it then becomes like a wandering thing where it like kind of has a weird walking pattern. But then it's like, it just becomes, it's just a constant hitbox. Because it um, becomes electric. Why, why that choice? Why electric? If, if it's got a, just any other design choice, have it swing its sword around, you know what I mean? It just, they do, they, they did a lot of weird stuff around that time with Resi. And I, it was just experimentation in all directions. They were, what you've got, that was kind of around the time you had like, so you had that, Resi 6. 6 is an absolute mess. Operation Raccoon City. Oh, which is didn't they? Isn't that an outsource game though? They they yeah, give the license to someone. Yeah, isn't? that's not a a Capcom yeah. developed game. Yeah, can't remember who did it, but it wasn't. They didn't use them again. Surprises. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of they were trying to take it in a lot of weird directions, mm. and none of them worked. So they just went back to four. That was a wise decision. Four four was the strongest, besides the originals. Like when when they. Made the jump from fixed camera angles. Four's the strongest one they've made. Maybe two. You know, seven's good, but from what I played of it, it's it's not a good resi game. It's a good game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a good game. And it has a completely different vibe. The fact that you're in. Well, I suppose it's closer to something like one. Mm. You got that single single location, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And the fact that you have a family and they're all like unique enemies. That that's fun. It's. And it has a horror filmy, I think, vibe more to it. It's, that's definitely what they went for, the kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. Kills Have Eyes kind of thing. And that's that's a cool cool trope, cool vibe to try and give to the, to a Resi game. Brings it, makes it new, but keeps it classic at the same time. Do you want to go that and not play them? Yeah, I'll yeah. give that a run through, man. I'll give that a run through. I definitely should. There's loads of games I've got that I haven't played, but yeah. I've got but Yeah, that's what I've been playing, pretty much. Oh, and Zelda, why say I haven't played Zelda? Danielle plays Zelda, and... You I, watch her play Zelda? Yeah, I do everything that... Whenever, if she ever comes up against a... Uh, uh, test of strength. She doesn't like fighting guards. She doesn't like combat. She just gets that sword and she's like... Shh, shh. She doesn't try and do the... Um, she doesn't try and parry anything. Okay. She doesn't do the flip away and then get the flurry. Uh, that. I like that in Breath of the Wild. A little bit of extra source on combat that was what Parry, I thought was definitely the weakest thing. about the Zelda series just it was kind of Had flat spam combat. spam combat just yeah 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 you're either hitting with a sword hitting with a bow hitting with a boomerang you're not really ever thinking moment to moment in combat yeah and you're not really yeah so you're not thinking about it you're just going you hit it with a sword it doesn't work you hit it with an arrow it doesn't work oh okay this must be the boomerang or a bomb yeah yeah you've got you've got a fixed vocabulary it's very rigid yeah, when you've only got a very limited amount of tools, mm. and they're only kind of, they're all quite one-dimensional. Mm. You don't interact with them much in any way. But I think the puzzles are really good. I really like the puzzles in that game. All the shrines. Oh yeah, Bre- Breath of the Wild takes up, takes up a notch. The shrines are amazing. And it's like, they're enough, they give you enough clues for you to get to solve it yourself. It's that line between uh, holding someone's hand and making them feel intelligent. You know, yeah, you, you feel like the thing. You've, you've come up with a solution to it, you've not been you have not been shown how to do it. You've just got all the tools in your arsenal to solve this puzzle. You show them like, you know, this is how this is how this thing interacts with the world. Now go and do this. Yeah. Use this knowledge and take this into this puzzle. Mm. Which I think is really good. Mm. I expect nothing less from a Zelda game. No, they spent some time on that, man. They they really did. What when was the last Zelda game before that? What would it be? Skyward Sword. No, the last console one. But mm. then they did like. Yeah, Phantom Hourglass. See, Phantom Hourglass was supposed. To, those two were supposed to be good, like good Zelda games, and Skyward Sword was absolutely terrible. Apparently, it's like one of the weakest. I think just that on the week, but then Twilight Princess is meant to be quite good, right? 
that was a game initially slated for GameCube, wasn't it? it was late late GameCube release. They pushed it back to. And then it got it got the, the dual release on the <clears throat> on the Wii and the the GameCube at the same time. I think if I remember the timeline correctly. I really like Wind Waker. But oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Wind Waker was good. It was a, it was a a good change to the series. Because what were they? They did Ocarina and Majora, and they're both kind of the similar art style. And they. But yeah, it was like the same engine, basically, exactly the same. Yeah, Majora was the only one I know really that was kind of meant to be like this is pretty much a direct sequel to mm. Ocarina of Time. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Yeah, should you do best worst weird? You go first because I haven't thought of mine. <laughs> the best thing that happens to me in the recent weeks, uh, I've just been really organised. Really on top stuff, nice. which a lot of people don't like you for. <laughs> you turn like, yeah, do you know what? My life's pretty good. Yeah, it's not something you, you, you lead with in conversation, right? Yeah, to, I'm probably better than you, so just think. Yeah, so yeah, it's not a thing that I like to parade around. But mm. if someone was like genuinely wanted to know, yeah, I've been like quite organised, and uh, as you may or may not know. Other people I know have not been in the best places, mm. which, you know, isn't my fault or their fault. Mm. Just circumstance and life. Uh, and I, that's not what they want to hear right now, so I don't push that in their face, you know? Yeah. You've already, someone who is coming at you to vent does not want to hear that you are, like, in the best place you've been in, like, months or something. Yeah, it's not, so it's I not don't want... I try not to push that around but it, it, it feels good to be in that position mm. but, uh, and the worst was uh, there's not been anything majorly bad uh, except trains just trains being shit which trains can be I mean you commute every day so it's got to happen to you yeah you kind of you just have to kind of play the numbers game that it is better more than it is worse and yeah. to be fair since the new year, it has been a lot better. Mm. Like the the track melting because it was so hot. I'm not putting that on GWR. That's not their fault, you know. <laughs> you can't really blame them. So, but it was just typical that like that. My train was cancelled, so I had to pack on another train mm. that was already full. That wasn't going to its full destination. There was just a lot of a lot of things going against me. But I was like, Do you know what? Just get off here. It's a nice day. Just do what you can do, right? You can't. You can't control it, just let it happen to you. And it was it was really weird. As much as... Um, so Tom gave me a really good, uh, good bit of advice. My friend Tom, not mm. Tom. Uh, that someone in his group gave him. Because, you know, he does call centre stuff. And, yeah. You know, that, that can be pretty hell, depending on... You can have a great day, you can have a terrible day, depending on who you speak to. Yeah. Yeah, someone can completely tank your mood, I guess. When you yeah, you, you can be in a great mood and lose it in one phone call. Yeah. And he said that one guy's like, he's always kind of been in a positive mood, and people said something, you know, why, even though you get really shitty customers, you still feel great. And he's like, no matter how bad something is, it will, it will always be over. It's, that, pretty, it's a pretty good way to look at it. Th- this too shall pass, right? That's the the the... The saying. And I've kind of taken that on board as much as I'm like, oh, kind of dreading whatever. I'm like, in a few hours, it'll be done. Yeah, and you move on to the next thing, and that'll be better than this. And that's what, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good mindset. Help me get, yeah, it gets a bit of perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then a weird thing was my washing machine breaking, uh, nearly burned down my but, flat. Yeah, of all things that they burn down your flat, your washing machine. Yeah, that's not the one you'd expect, right? Yeah, that's like, I don't know, being set ablaze by my sink. Yeah, like, so, oh, my, my shower started a terrible fire in my bathroom. Yeah, it's like, what? oh, the irony. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The inside came detached, started melting the rubber. Mm. I just got out of the shower, I heard a weird noise, I heard like a clicking, and I was like, that's not a normal noise. Uh, and then went and there was just a ball of smoke emanating from the washing machine. That's a scary thing to see. Yeah, well, I just saw smoke and I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do I get out or do I stop the smoke? Yeah, I didn't really know how to react. So I just was like, oh shit, turn the, uh, turn it off. And then started to open up all the doors and just got all the smoke out and started quafting. Mm. What's the best thing that happened to you oh, in god. the last two weeks or so? <laughs> oh god! Oh god, and the best thing that's happened to me in the last two weeks. 
Ooh, uh, I finished my bedroom. Ooh. Which doesn't make a lot of sense without context. Yeah, when you say finished, you painted, you arranged, it unpacked. now has all of the furniture that will be in it. Wardrobes. Built two wardrobes, built the bed, the... We've got two end tables, like, the rooms just it, come together. Is it flat pack stuff that you've... Ikea, yeah. Nice. Each, each wardrobe took me four plus hours to put together, so getting it, like, done... How was the manual on that? Is it, it easy was, to follow? It pictorial. wasn't actually that bad, you know. The, no. Ikea gets a bad rap, but their manuals are good. I knew what I was doing at each point. Do you know what I think make really good manuals? Lego. Yeah. I pretty much always know what I'm doing with a piece of Lego. That's, it's, it's pictorial again, isn't it? It's, yeah, I mean, it has to be understood by children. So. Yeah, by children of any language. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a smart, smart bit of design. But that was the best thing, I'd say, the last two weeks. <laughs> what was the worst? You got a whole worst. buffet of things to pick from. Have I? your worst, I'd say. Have I? I just... just I don't think so. I no? Don't, I, or am I just... Maybe I, I think you're like a lot of shit in YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Am I like... Uh, do I have blinkered positivity or something? Yeah. Like, do... yeah. <laughs> like, just ignorant of all the terrible things yeah. that are happening around me at all times. I don't think things are... Uh, you can't name the worst thing. I'd say general lack of fitness. So I'm trying to get myself back into being fit. Hence the stuff I had to move out of the room when we came in here. Like weights and stuff. Um, I'm trying to get fit again and I'm feeling the loss of that fitness. So I, I go for a run, a 5K takes me 23 minutes, 23 to 25 minutes. And it's I could do it. Pretty good time. I could do it in sub 20, but that was like my best time. That yeah. was when I was fit. So I'm just feeling unfit right now, but I'm trying to build it back up. So, you know, and then weird, right? Weirdest. I spent an hour talking to a man in a shop called Brewer's Droop about oh, yeah, you're making brew. beer. Yes. I'm aiming to make 10 litres of stout in the near future. <laughs> what? Are you just a brewer? Yeah, that's literally what it is. If someone brews beer, you're a brewer. Yeah, I guess it. I, know, I would be at an apprentice level, I suppose, when it's only 10 litres. Because that's not very much, apparently. Even though it seems like a ton, a ton of beer. If someone said drink 10 litres of beer <laughs> <laughs> right now... I'd probably say no. <laughs> that's humanly impossible. Yeah, that would be the worst thing that happens to me this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... that's my last couple of weeks were pretty uneventful, I feel. Just standard living. When you said to him, like, I'm looking for a beer, was he, like, looking down? Was he like, oh, you of, oh, youth, you don't, uh, he... one does not know how to brew a vessel. <laughs> Nay, you've begun! Uh, no, he was pretty, uh, I can supply the mead. <laughs> Would you like the mead, sir? Yeah. Have you heard of the high elf? Have you heard? <laughs> um, no, he was pretty. He came at me on the level. He was he was nice about it. Because he mansplained anything. No, he. I think he was well owning a shop called Brewers Group and selling only craft beers. Someone's into it, so he was just sharing how he would do it, how it's commonly done, and what I should look out for as a beginner and stuff. And he was pretty. He was having a conversation with himself at certain points, but you know he was just, just talking, just, and you just have to be there. Kind of, yeah, like yeah. He, you know when someone's very, very into something and they're just expressing their thoughts. But yeah. it, was, it was, he was a nice dude. He gave me all the stuff I needed. And it was only like 40 quid. We've got news. Can we on to the news news? Oh. Yes. Starting off with Tittygate, right? Yeah, That's so... We're talking about Tittygate. So a quick recap. This um, is from this week? This stuff? Yeah, this, okay. well, in, the, in the past, I would say, 10 days. Alright. Maybe, maybe 14, for, for being generous. Uh, but... There was, I don't know if it was done initially with the intention of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to deliberately breastfeed on mm. this thing, or that it was a conversation about something else. I think yeah. it was like an interview type situation. From what I've seen of it, that's what it looked like. And then it just, and then it just happens on stream, and then, I don't know if streamers, other streamers went mental, or like people was like, well, this is nudity, and... I personally don't have a problem with people breastfeeding. If people want to breastfeed in public, that's a natural thing to do. Just, just to detail the situation, someone breastfed on stream, that was, like, that's the whole situation. Yeah, that, that is literally the start and end of yeah. what happened. And people just kind of, as people generally like to do, to just kind of be offended for the sake of being offended. Like, well, I wasn't offended, but, you know. Well, it was, a, it, it was what triggered the 
offended, not offended thing is that Twitch removed the clip clip of her doing that. So she was clipped doing it, saying this, like, it was, I guess in a positive way, I'm not really sure. But she was clipped doing it and then Twitch removed it. And that implies that it's not okay to do that on stream. And they then got back to it at a later time and said that it would put them in a difficult situation when they viewed the clip. So their immediate response was to remove it to kind of defend themselves. That's kind of what all, you know, anything like Twitch, YouTube, any kind of platform, they don't want to be held responsible because if people, if they're going to show, I guess, anything that can be even be vaguely associated with that kind of stuff, they mm. want to get as far away from that as possible. And it's like, it's just easier for us if we just kind of blanket, don't show that. Which well, is why you get flagged for any kind of vaguely copyrighted material or yeah, if you, any kind two, of Two that, seconds of a song someone might recognise from 30 years ago. That's you it. Got, you mute got, mute you audio. Mute, yeah. Well, Twitch came back to her and said that it wasn't considered lewd content. She was never, she never showed nudity and it wasn't considered lewd. So they've, they removed it in the first instance because that is the first time anyone has ever breastfed on stream. So they didn't know how to treat it reviewed it, decided it's not lewd, so it is okay to breastfeed on stream. I don't know who the woman is, is she like a big streamer, is she, is it just... I think she, I think she's got a relatively large following, um, I've not done the background, but she seems like she's got a, a, a big enough stream to draw the attention of Twitch at least, mm. and for it to be manually sorted through, because they definitely don't do that on, on everything. There's a bot that checks songs somewhere, yeah. right, There's, no one's sifted through all that. So yeah, I don't, I don't see what the issue is. I'm glad that they've sorted that out rather than just being like, nah, I'm just going to leave that. No, yeah, they, they dealt with it and they, they apologised to her for removing it as well. Oh, that's good. I feel like Twitch generally are better at that kind of stuff than YouTube are. I feel like YouTube, they know how big they are. And I think maybe... maybe cause YouTube feels more like a corporation than Twitch does. Even though Twitch has done some stuff before and banned yeah. certain people for strange things, it's... They, they listen to their community or value their community more, whereas yeah. YouTube isn't. I feel like YouTube, you've got the top 1%, maybe 5% of a push. Mm. Like, that's the people they love. They can do pretty much anything. YouTube just wants to be Disney Channel. It wants to have yeah. that appeal. It wants to get all everyone from like 6 to 13 loving the content that's coming out and having them clickety clicking on all the ads and buying all the trash they don't need. They don't care about, like, their creators, I guess. Yeah, or the value of the content that they, they yeah, make. Yeah, precisely. So. so, streaming, Twitch, Twitch, Mixer, Ninja, oh. Segways. What a segue Seg- that was. They should do this more often. But, oh, Ninja. Yeah. What happened to him? Uh, he's gone exclusively to Mixer now. I don't know if Microsoft have bought him off. People are, I think they're accusing him, whether rightly or wrongly, of selling out and I'm more of the persuasion that if someone says hey come over to us and pay a lot of money to do that on this platform rather than the other platform kind of more power to them so I don't know much about Mixer is it uh, is it like Twitch or is it pay, pay, pay to view kind of like Alpha I know Alpha is you have to have a subscription to that to even view the content on it whereas Twitch you subscribe to interact so Mixer is kind of based on the same, uh, I guess, infrastructure as Twitch, and it is more exclusive to wow. Microsoft. Um, there's a fucking. I'm really war glad. They, going on? Yeah, there's, there's as much noise as can be generated by neighbours happening right now. So yeah. I live in a, like a family area, like a terraced house in a family area of lots of kids. That screaming. was terraced, though, not terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> terrorist, yes, yeah. ter- 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 terrorist. Also, that like there was just then like the dogs barking. Fair enough, that's just kind of a natural noise. But then there was just like an adult saying something, and then there was a kid just going ah ah ah. <laughs> Is that what children do? They just scream, just scream until uh, like something's wrong. They just yeah. scream. Yeah. Yeah, can't we tell kids? Uh, so Mixer works like Twitch, where you can interact with the streamers, but you can't. Yeah, but it's uh, as far as I know, an exclusively Microsoft slash Windows run platform. Okay. So, what Twitch is about? Google and it, yeah, yeah, Google. So yeah. it's about a billion dollars. Yeah. Like that. yeah, and that's why when you get your Amazon Prime, you get to yeah 
put stuff through to um, Twitch. Yeah, so that's, that's it's just Microsoft's Twitch, basically. So if it's, if it's the same thing, right? He's not doing anything negative to his fan base because they can still come and still interact with him. He's not, yeah, he's not monetizing his audience. No, no. Why is he on Twitch? Cause that, that because was subscriptions like, pay money, right? Yeah, and so, that was like the prime place when he started. That was where, yeah. you know, the audience wasn't, you know. I'm probably in the minority in that I'm a gamer that doesn't really view Twitch. I take a lot of my time into YouTube. Oh man, I'm a man for the VOD. I'm not really, yeah. I'm not really into live streams so much. I did read that his debut on Mixer netted more views than his average views on, on Twitch. So it's it's clearly more popular. He's it's a better thing for him. So yeah, if they're going to pay him the money for it, that's you know he's in it for the money. He's not in it for the love of streaming, I imagine. But it's certainly like as much as that you can enjoy it, you know. It's, there's a like a huge misconception about what. I, what people think YouTubers, streamers make, mm. and it's you know it's a pretty unless you're like say quite a one percent a pretty modest income, you know. Yeah, you you can you can do it as a full time job, but you're you're not making bank. You're you know yeah. you're making what you would make probably if you were I don't know in the doing an admin job in an office. It's that know? kind of it's that kind of level. You're not quite like. But it's just like average for you know the twenty something age range. Is you know I think it's had to be considering like the in what the last say ten years, like the maybe, maybe a bit more than that 10, 15 years, like the influx of people that want to be creators and the fact that it's like kind of leveled the playing field that anybody can do it. They've had to scale the pay or the money to to deal with that amount of people. Like if YouTube yeah. is still paying, I don't know, forty fifty k to people that. I don't know, just make a few videos every now and then. You know, mm. it's just not. You don't really have the the same back back in the day with YouTube. You had like the kings of YouTube. There yeah. Were like five or six people who, not ran it, but they were just the biggest. Yeah. Best production. Now you've got what twenty, thirty millions of subscribers. And... Well, it's like we, you know, Drew and Danny and Cody and stuff. They've got what a good. I don't know, two to three million subscribers, like per. Yeah, channel. yeah, and they're not big. They're not considered no. big YouTubers. Like, they're big in the commentary community, but it's within that niche. Yeah, yeah, and they do it right. They've done some like good stuff off the back of that. Mm. But it's almost like now YouTube is that platform, and yeah. you start off making it, you grow the audience, you get big, and then you do. That's what everyone. I can't remember how and when I noticed it, but I was like, you know, obviously we've got our channels. We watch like Leon, Neil yeah. Lush, uh, Danny Gonzalez, Drew Gooden, Cody Co, Noel Miller. Yeah. All those kind of people. Like, it's no coincidence that all of them go on tour, all of them have merch, all of yeah. them do podcasts. You need to make all of them interact with each other. Yeah. You know, there's it's, it's just it's smart a smart business person has more than one iron in the fire, as they say. I think yeah, this I can't remember where and when I read it, but it was like anyone who's successful or that, you know, has a fairly wealthy income doesn't rely on one stream of revenue. Yeah. You have to have at least like three or four. Yeah. Uh, generally one of these is like a passive income, so like someone has property yeah. or, you know, stocks or whatever. It, it is a misnomer that it's you know, the, the, the titans of business that earn all of their money from some huge pay packets. Like, yeah. No, they probably get a third from here, a third from there, whatever, whatever. Yeah, no, just all, all adds up. Yeah. And they don't pay tax on it, so that really helps. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's good fun. The last one was Fortnite, which kind of segues in, in that well, Ninja was he's Ninja. one of, if not Fortnite. the biggest Fortnite player. You picked some good topics, man. They're yeah. sliding right into one another. Yeah. Like was, a Russian doll to, of news. I'd love to say it was intentional, but I'm not that smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this, a little bit controversial in the fact that apparently it's done it the last three or four times. So obviously Apex is a thing. Yeah. Arguably a much better game than Fortnite. Yeah. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. Uh, it's obviously from Respawn. Mm-hmm. I say obviously. People might not know that. Mm-hmm. Who made Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Actually a really good game. Not played them, but okay. I believe you. They're, they're both, yeah. Titanfall 1 was really big when it came out. I was actually quite big on that. Um, then Titanfall 2 came out. Arguably a much better game. No one played it. It's a shame because it was really good. Still under the radar. It, it, it did, and it had the the beautiful Matt Mercer as the uh, the key. Did a good job. 
Yeah. His, yeah. his chemistry with the, the guy who played the voice of BT, his, mm. his Titan, was really good. That like relationship, they had the chemistry was really good. Yeah. And like, there's moments and stuff where uh, like you think you think BT dies, but then you put him in another body and stuff, and he's back. Okay. That's like really. Is that, oh yeah. Is that spoilers, mate? Should we have given a little? Nope. How many? How many plays it? How many? How long was it out for? It was over a year. We're fine. I think it was like twenty seventeen. Okay, fine. It's been over a while. We're safe. Uh, yeah. So they've now Fortnite has now gone ahead and added the brute, the B R U T E. Okay. It's not me spelling it for people that are stupid. That's that's what's called. It's, it's B dot R dot U dot T dot E. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's a two-player vehicle. I did see that, I yeah. don't know if that means it works in One person in, in controls squads. the legs, and someone controls the firing. From okay, that's an interesting way to go. And it seems like they've balanced it by having the person who does the firing be in like an exposed kind of cockpit Yeah, area. you can be killed, yeah. You can snipe them out of it, whereas yeah. the person on the legs is like in the body. <clears throat> I think, not having played it, not a Fortnite guy. Not no. really a Battle Royale guy. No, but definitely not, insane. no. Played Apex for a while and I never wanted to rip my own head off more badly. <clears throat> just absolutely just drives me to distraction. I don't like that kind of gameplay. It just feels too much coin toss for me. It's like I used to enjoy playing COD when I was younger, but it's just a game of who sees who first. Yeah, the early ones were. It's like purely reaction time. The, the kill time is so quick. No, your sidelines. It's just knowing your yeah. sidelines. Know where to run and how to move around the map. It's, is like 90% map knowledge and 10%. I feel like in the later ones as well, they got really lazy with map design. It was they, just three lanes. That's three lanes, yeah, that's it. And well, I mean, they got they got a bit mental with Advanced Warfare and then you've got suits that boost you up and graphics. Yeah, when you add in the verticality element, yeah, it kind of goes a bit crazy, but... Uh, but yeah, I don't know, it... Inside Gaming actually covered this already. I actually yeah. watched a video on it. It was, it was very good, because they're get paid for it to do this <laughs> and they're actually very fun yeah I think there's I think there's a subsidiary as well of Funhouse okay I think okay yeah I don't know I have absolutely no opinion on whatsoever whatsoever Fortnite just adds stuff people like it sometimes people don't people kids will still spend all of them parents money there so it doesn't matter they've got they're at that in my opinion they're at that critical mass of people where for them to lose popularity, they'd have to do something mental. Like they're so, they're so they're so powerful. They'd have to come out and be like, I don't know, no Asian people would like to play the game. They'd have they'd to do something so, something crazy, obscene. They would have to like melt down and self destruct or adding adding a mechanic that may be slightly imbalanced is not. And I think be, to put people off of it because of the style of the game. Like if, the argument was that if like Apex added in Titans. You just have like once someone's got a Titan, that's it. Mm. They don't get it. Like you'd have to have everyone simultaneously ganging up on that person. That is, mm, it's a bit of a misnomer, though, isn't it? Because you don't know like how much health does a brute have, how mobile is it, what weapons does it have, does it have splat? You know, it might be that it's got tons of armor but really poor potential for for killing, and you have so much mobility when you're on the ground that you can outmaneuver it, and you know. You can balance something with the minutia of the gameplay. I don't have... Well, they're saying that. They were not given Epic enough credit, but I think... Uh, if you look at the Infinity Gauntlet, they added... That was more of a goofy thing, and obviously it was like a limited time event. But it yeah. was like, you got that, you're... You became Thanos, didn't you? Yeah, you just you like run around clicking people out of existence and... Yeah. Like, jumping up and like power slamming down on dudes. You can, uh, yeah, one hit, destroy structures. Just punch it. If it's a limited time event, that's kind of a laugh though, isn't it? That's kind of... And you know, I think that's not like the game became that. That was like a mode that you could, you could play normal or you could play uh, Infinity War. Oh, okay. So, they know they know what they're doing. Yeah. They do like their events and the season and stuff. So, I did... I'm waiting for it to die out. Like, I don't... I'm waiting for the, the trend to, to go. They're kind of killing it and they're, they're making all the right moves. Like, this eSport move is just the right thing to do. Having a huge prize pot. They're coming late to the game, I guess, because you've had Dota, League, Overwatch, they've all done it now, and they're, they're jumping on it, but it's the right move for the game. It's probably more annoying if you are things like Dota, and you know, like, it was Evo this weekend, which I watched a fair bit of. Smash happened, there was like a lot of people there, but 
no one really knows what's going on, but people that don't play games know that the Fortnite World Cup happened. Yeah. Know? So it's probably more annoying to be not known, or like for Fortnite to be known and it kind of not be considered a game. Or like it's in that, it's in that vein of like, oh, it's, a, it's annoying that it's so popular because I don't, it, I view it the same way, not the same category, but the same way I view Minecraft as like, yeah, it's really popular, but it does for have, gamers. It has a high skill ceiling though. Like you get people that do really get into it. I think it's just the skill floor is so low and they have such good like brand penetration, I guess. Like they keep partnering with Marvel, like John Wick. Like they're, they're picking these huge brands that are really popular, probably investing tons of money in getting them on board. And then that just increases their, their brand penetration. So everyone knows about them. They're, they're building a game that is recognized by everyone and can be played by anyone. Their like marketing department or the job they've done marketing, to be fair to them, has been really good. That absolutely killing it. And their like exposure, and like I say their like brand awareness mm. is a really good they've just done a really good job. It's clearly the angle they went for. Yeah, you can't fault them on that. Mm. But I've watched like a a video a while ago that was like obviously the comparisons between that and PUBG. Mm. And uh the main reason why you know PUBG, even though it's, it's considered a more of a hardcore game, yeah, is that it was in a beta phase for like two years. For, yeah, forever. Yeah, and then and even now it's probably still got its flaws. Whereas Fortnite was like a five-year development cycle, like it betaed, went away, came back as a finished game. Yeah, I guess that's the advantage of having Epic. You know, they're, they're a triple-A games company. They know exactly what they're doing, and they... It makes me sad that they make Gears of War. Yeah? Yeah. But Gears of War is a completely different vein. Exactly, it's like, when I was like, that's the same Epic Games, they made that. Mm. Well, it's the same company, they don't have any the same people, because a lot of the people now, I think, uh, are in the Coalition, which still make Gears. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if it's the same. But... Do you know what, I think we should... Wrap that up there. We we well, we got we're, a question. We're breaching an hour. Oh, we do have a question. Oh we got, shit, we yeah. Got the question for for the end. The weekly queue. Weekly queue that we're asking, putting out there. The weekly what? queue that we ask every month. Here we are. <laughs> we do it weekly. I just wait. I wrote it down, but I I can't read my writing. So okay. Do you what the it question is? is: silent protagonists. It is positive or negative, and we should say nothing about it, and we'll talk about it next time. Oh, we'll brood. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll brood one. upon it. I think that's what we should do. Yeah, oh, until next time. Oh.